Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello everyone, this is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com with the Columbus Connection. Joining us today, Brother Dalton Docker from Cooperative Extension. Dalton, good to see you today, brother. Good to see you, and thank you for having me on, Jefferson. I think a lot of people don't realize everything that goes on with Cooperative Extension. We're going to try to hit on a bunch of things this morning. But one of our big issues right now, I know there's a lot of concern, there's a lot of confusion, is, if I can say it, Highly pathogenic avian influenza, or the new bird flu. Yeah, you did a lot better job than I did. <laughs> I was actually practicing that, Jefferson, on the way over here. So, so, I. so I don't have to repeat it now since you've already said it. But you are exactly right. The bird flu is definitely a major issue now in uh, flocks. I know it's been in Johnston, I think in Wayne counties, where they've had to put down several birds because of it. Um, our backyard flocks in particular we want to pay attention to in terms of I think that's, uh, it took me a few years to realize that because my wife and I have always tried to have some kind of birds around the house. Right. And it took me a few years to realize the very same things that affect the wild birds mm-hmm. that my wife rehabilitates mm-hmm. can affect our birds, can affect the you know, the C- commercial birds. You know, the 2,000 yes. bird mm-hmm. barns. Mm-hmm. You're talking about somebody's living there. That's exactly right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I know I want to say in Wayne and Johnson counties, there were over a thousand some birds put down because we have commercial um, bird houses in those counties. We have some here, but not as many probably as in Wayne and, and Johnson County. So we had to be very p- p- particular about them. And, and when you see a bird, and you know, there's symptoms, Jefferson. Um, they sometimes will be sneezing, wobbling, just out of the ordinary we have to make sure that we discard those animals to prevent the spread or further spread of it. Mm-hmm. Because I know there's been a lot of people have been upset because you know, some of the flock swaps have been canceled. Yes. And the retailers are being yes. you know, discouraged from restocking. But, yeah. You know, and I've had, I don't know how many of my friends who got you know, chickens or got ducks are like, what do we need to do? Yeah. Like, um, uh, well, well it's, it's one of those things, Jefferson, where we just have to stop the spread of it. And I would contact your veterinarian, I'll be honest with you, to see what the process would be, if there's anything else you could do other than just disposing those infected birds and watching the healthy birds that you that you have around as well. I mean, I know a lot of folks you know don't realize, that, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize until this time around, that a duck or a goose mm-hmm. wandering through, mm-hmm. you, know, you got a pond in the backyard, mm-hmm. you got a decorative pond, you've mm-hmm. got you know the mm-hmm. Easter ducks that you know the kids outgrew, mm-hmm. but you still kept them around. Yeah. A wild bird coming through, yes, exactly getting right. in the pond, uh-huh. visiting, saying hello, how uh-huh. y'all doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly right. Or for that matter, like I, we used to have a one single lonely female goose who had a Canada goose boyfriend. <laughs> but just that little bit can spread it to your yes. ducks, can spread it to your chickens. Then you you literally can carry that HPAI, HPAI <laughs> to... Yeah, you you can. I mean, carry it on your shoes. Yes, I mean that's scary. That that is exactly you know why we have to sort of pay attention uh, to if we see some birds like that because it can spread so easy. But the good thing, if there is a good thing, I yeah. it, it's low risk to humans. Well, that's so, a big, that's, that's a very a important thing. thing. I mean, that, that's, that's exactly. A, I think right. that's another thing folks are right. worried about. Right. I mean, we get calls on that. On you know if 
you know, by preventing it. But from what I've been told and through the research that any cooked meat, it doesn't spread to us. So okay. if you inadvertently eat a bird and you didn't know it, as long as it's cooked properly, it, it wouldn't affect you. You know. <laughs> now, how do we have any idea how long something like this might last? I have no earthly idea. I had to ask you that question. <laughs> I didn't think there was a, a golden answer right. for it. Right. But. I have no earthly idea. What scares me the most is, you know, we have a lot of people that have chickens in the back. And when I was on the farm in the counter, chickens, they don't have any now, Jefferson. Sorry. <laughs> but back then. Oh, come on, but, man. You're, you're director of extension. I, I, I know. <laughs> but when you work a full-time job, you know, something has to go. Everybody keeps asking, you got a vegetable garden? So I have a little square foot garden because I'm, I'm busy helping everybody else, which is which is fine. But but like I was saying earlier, you know, that the good thing is it doesn't seem to um, transfer to people. So we just want to control what we have here in the state. And you're exactly right. Bird could fly in, affect your whole flock. But the main thing is if you notice something, that's the most important thing. If you notice something, either reach out to Cooperative Extension or reach out to your local veterinarian or in the Department of Agriculture um, and just make them aware of uh, where it's at. Now, the other thing that scares me is, you know, we got our county fair coming up in the uh-huh. fall. Okay. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and we want to have chickens, but at this point, it's prohibited from fairs or anything like that. And so I'm hoping to, to sort of answer your mean, question. The birches, there's fall. a lot of kids out there who work very hard, a lot of grown-ups for that yes. matter, that work very hard yes. to be able to show their birds in the fall. Yes. And that's kind of... I'm, I'm hoping it, it will be lifted. Right now, it's in a place where you can't for anything, but I'm hoping by the fall it will be lifted. But who knows, Jefferson? Who knows? We just have to wait and see. And I remember not too long ago, they had had a band with a couple years ago. Same yep. thing, had a band. 2015? Uh, yeah. And you couldn't 15, have, at that point, like, you couldn't have chickens and some other crop, some other livestock there. So we hope we don't see that again. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hope and pray that we don't <laughs> end up in that situation again. Because the price of eggs is already going to the roof <laughs> in the store. And, look, and I love eggs, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I love chicken, too. Because, you know, if it's okay, I'll say this. I don't know if it's correct or not. But, you know, we got Easter Sunday coming up. Yeah. And we do sunrise, right? Yeah. So. We have eggs. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so that is something, there's nothing you know. Like a, nothing like an yeah. egg that's coming from a chicken. Yeah. A happy chicken, as we like to call it. An egg coming that's from a happy chicken. chicken. That's exactly With no right. offense intended towards our commercial <laughs> producers. <laughs> it's just, just something about a, a chicken yeah. that's been eating bugs yeah. and vegetables yeah. and everything else out yeah. there in the yard. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, you're exactly right. That is a problem. And, and when we think about, you know, other things that we're dealing with in extension now, because I know... Uh, extension a lot of people don't really i won't say they don't understand but but we need to do a better job of marketing well we've gotten you know we've gotten away from a lot of those things and as a society but we're gonna we're gonna slide in and talk about that in just a moment Mm -hmm. we're gonna take a break right now this is jefferson weaver with dalton doctor on the columbus connection has your heater or air conditioner busted Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. 
Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jeff Weaver. I'm here with my friend Dalton Dockery. Dalton, a lot of people don't really realize everything that you do at Cooperative Extension. Oh, thank you. Yes, that is so true, and I'm going to try my best to explain exactly what it is we do. But I, I guarantee if you was to ask another CED or account extension director, you'd probably get the same story just told a little bit different about how we do. But the long and short of it, Jefferson, is we are an extension of two land-grant universities, um, NC State University and North Carolina A&T State University. And basically what we do is the university does all of this research. And just to go back into time a little bit, that they were doing all this research and it was staying right within the perimeter of where these schools were, meaning that it would get out maybe one or two counties over. Well, there was a guy named Seaman Knapp that decided, you know what, we need to do better. We need to get it out to all of the citizens of this great state. And from that, basically, the extension service was born. So we are we're an arm of the university. I tell people they do the research. I think that's what a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize is that you're actually an arm of in, you know, everything, all your letterhead and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it says NC State University. Right. And uh-huh. a lot of people, well, isn't it just another government agency? And <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. <laughs> we, we are a different tiger. That's what I tell people. The university trains us on all this education. We bring it to every single account. That's what makes us unique. We have a cooperative extension in every single account. Okay. But we are funded by government and county and okay. federal. Okay. Right. Uh, not as much federal as we used to. It's primarily county and, and, and state now. So we are part of um of of the government in the sense that half our dollars come from county government. So that piece is true. We are support. But our reporting system is a little bit different. So I have two bosses, if that Ooh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I have my district director, which is on the university side. And, of course, I have the county manager, right. which is Eddie Madden for Columbus County. So my job is to report to them what we're doing and the impacts that, that we're having. But probably the number one thing people don't know before we actually get into what we actually do is that our services are free. Yep. They're free. It does right. not cost you a dime to come into the cooperative extension service. Now, That's what I've tried to explain <laughs> to folks who just moved in around here, right. who said, "Well, you know, I don't know what to do about my soil. I don't. Right. You know, uh-huh. I wanna, we want to. You know, I'm thinking uh-huh. about getting some cows. I'm, right. What's, you know, what's a good grass that we can grow? Right. Call mm-hmm. cooperative extension. Well, is there a tr- what is that going to cost? It's not going to cost you anything. What do you mean it's not going to cost anything? You already paid for it. That's right. I mean, through your tax dollars. Through your tax dollars. dollars. Right. That is exactly right, Jefferson. So we, we have four major program areas, to, and most of us are familiar with the agricultural program. That's really our biggest program that we have. And But we, even with that, we're divided into areas. So my expertise or background is really horticulture. So I deal with, with landscapers, um, strawberry growers, and we'll talk maybe a little bit about the Strawberry Festival coming up uh, and those types of things. But we also have a livestock agent that deals with anything with animals. And then we also have a field crops agent. So if you're having growing um, um, your commercial soybeans, wheat, corn, those types of, of crops, um, 
she deals with that. So that's that's the first major program we have. Then the second is the 4-H. That is our youth component. And basically, they teach leadership skills to our youth in the county. Uh, not as big a program as it was uh, when I, I first mean, started. I, I, mean, I remember mm-hmm. very well, you know, growing up how big it was. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know, all of my brothers and sisters were involved in it, and right. they they have a lot of fond memories of yeah, it. They, they do. I, I hear that all the time. But but I'll be honest with you. What basically happened is when 4-H started, there was not a lot of competition around, for lack of better right. terms, right? So you're talking about 60s, 70s. Well, it started way before then, but when we started to see this transition around the 80s, guess what was starting to take place? Dixie Youth Baseball. Right. So as Dixie Youth Baseball began to grow, the numbers we were getting for 4-H started, what, shrinking because students were doing other things. So you had some more competition. Still doesn't mean that 4-H is not viable because we still have a great 4-H program. But if you were to look at the overall numbers, you would see that they have dropped simply because of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Never thought of, you know, never thought about youth sports, but yeah, yeah, because uh, you know we have four H programs in the evening. Yeah, that's what boys are doing in the evening. Yeah, they're playing ball, playing ball. So that's and it's not only with us. We see that with other organizations, FFA. Some other numbers have dropped because of that. Uh, but um, but we're still holding our own in terms of our four H and, and youth component here and cooperative extension. The, the third program is family and consumer science. If you're in high school, it was known as home ec, right? Oh, home ec. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and even that has changed. Uh, you know, I started extension. I mean, that, cause that actually, some of that actually carries its roots all the way back to the New Deal era. Yes. When they were, yes, know, the, the canning clubs. The canning right? clubs. There we that's, go. Yeah, the can- actually, that's some of the reason how extension got started was even before then, the New Deal. Uh, when we were teaching families how to can tomatoes to preserve them and doing those types of things, a lot of people don't realize that. We still do those types of things today, but we have shifted somewhat in the sense that um, now not only do we teach that, we teach uh, financial management because we have to adapt as needs of that. So that's the big component, food safety, another big component that family consumer science works with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are some of the other things we got going okay. on out there? Uh, we do have community and rural development, but before I move from family and consumer science, I really wanted to also say that one of our major goals is to work with the complete and total family. So, so when you think of cooperative extension, obviously we want to work with the men folk. That's where the agriculture come in. We want to work with the women folk. That's where the family and consumer science come in. Then with the kids, that's right. where the 4-H comes in. Now. Please realize, not all men folk are farmers. We do have some women yeah, folk, and right. not all women folk, and not all uh, women folk do all the There's cooking. There's some ladies we out do there have that drive men. the daylights out of a truck. Uh, my sister, and they have my respect. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, my sister, who was a farmer in Columbus County, you know, one of the questions the youth asked her, "Did you know how to drive a tractor?" She said, "Yes." They could not believe that my sister, who was a beautiful queen at that time, knew how to drive a tractor. She said, "Yes, I've driven a farm all many days." <laughs> <laughs> He's on the floor. Um, so, but but yeah, those things I want to mention. But but the last um, is community and rural development, and and that's basically what I do as the county extension director. My job is to make sure, basically and simply put, that everybody else is doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> like a, well, like a better sense. And but my job is to also make sure our funding stream continues. So I have to go before our county commissioners and, and you know tell them about our budget and, and show them that we're making impacts because because everybody's after that that that, that money. So. We definitely want to make sure that we're having and making impacts. Well, we will be right back in just a moment with more of the Columbus Connection. Let's say life knocks on your door. 
and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Well, here's an idea. Call EasyKnock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, EasyKnock will buy it from you. You get the money you need and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, we can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. 800-245-1537. 800-245-1537. That's 800-245-1537. And welcome back to Columbus Connection. This is Jefferson Weaver with Dalton Dockery from Cooperative Extension. That is a mouthful. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, the farming's changed a lot. It has. I mean, you, you mentioned the farm all tractor your sister drove a minute ago. And, right. and farming has changed a tremendous amount through the years. And, I mean, I know you, you grew up part of the way on the farm. And how did you get into this? Okay. You are exactly right. When I grew up on the farm in the county, and this was way back in the 70s, um, or early 80s was when I um, was actually on the farm. Uh, back then, you know, tobacco was gold. Um, everybody had a tobacco allotment at that time, which is no longer in existence. And everybody had a few pigs, a few cows, yeah. stuff like that. It was truly self-sustaining. Uh, so I came during the time when we did actually have a stringer. It wasn't during the mule days, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we did have a stringer. We had wood borns at that time. Uh, we hadn't transitioned to buck borns. And for those who are informing us what that means, that was a transitional period where everybody started going to buck borns. And my uncle at that time had basically decided that uh, that it was time for him to retire. And me and my cousins, we all grew up on the farm right there in the county. And we were off to school at that time. So he decided to retire, and also the tobacco buyout was happening, which they were doing away with the allotments and, and the warehouses that, that sit idle now that didn't sit idle then. So it, it has changed, even in the way we do livestock uh, now, commercialized livestock. Instead of having farms that have 10 or 12 pigs, we have commercial farms that have 2,000 pigs. So it has changed I, mean, I remember chasing a pig with a stick, oh. as I mentioned another time, to get it onto a homemade trailer before the sun came up, and that's not. I mean, my my dear friends who are hog operators, that's not how it's done now. No, it, it, it's it's unreal. Um, and believe it or not, we have not. Now we have lost some agricultural land, but by and large, we still have a lot of it. But what has happened is, instead of having a hundred small farms, now we've got ten big farms. If that makes sense. Gotcha. And so now we see a lot of what I like to call corporate farming, meaning that you got one man that farms two thousand acres, instead of having you know. 10 men that form 200. So that's, it's changed tremendously because we still have to feed people. People don't yep. understand this. People still love to eat, right? Now, I love they, to. Yeah, so we, we, we have to accommodate. So we've gotten better through the university of making our land more productive uh, on less amount of land than even when I was growing up in the county on a small farm. Uh -huh. But um, extension uh, was really, it was around, you know, during my grandfather's time, um, meant a lot to us, still does. That's exactly why I'm in it. But I will share one story with you. Um, I can remember my earliest contact with Extension was my grandfather, Malachi Stanley Sr. 
there was a plane. This happened probably back in the 60s when my grandma stuff. But anyway, it land, had to do an emergency landing in one of my grandfather's fields. So when it landed, I guess it was the Army. I don't remember the Air Force or whatever. You know, they wouldn't let anybody touch this plane. They had people that was guarding it whatever. They had to actually tear it apart and haul it out because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. But anyway, after that happened, the government, the federal government, was going to pay my grandfather for the damage to his crops. Well, Charlie Raper at that time, who was the extension chairman, that's what they called him. He called Charlie and said, look, I got to have some uh, some estimates. And people don't realize we used to do that. Because yeah. in order for me to get paid, I got to have estimates. So, so Just Mr. like Raper, if you're in a car wreck. Just say things if you're in a car wreck. That was one of my first interactions with extension when Mr. Raper came out on the farm to visit with us to give my grandfather those estimates that he needed. And from that point forward, we've been using extension on our farm. And it was called Ag Extension during that time. Yep. I remember yeah. it was, and yeah. I still call it Ag, ag extension, extension sometimes. Like a, well, kind of a, yeah. an old school I, I can, habit. I so. can date people by what they call us, Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, if they say Ag Extension, I know they're at least 50 years plus. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> Probably 60 years plus. And that's fine. We answered to both. Um, they, they made the name change to be more inclusive because we do have three other components that our extension focuses on. So mm-hmm. Now, I do have one other thing okay. that I did want to ask you about. Okay. And another interesting word to have to pronounce. Okay. Giant Sylvania. Ah, yes. Yes, that is an invasive aquatic weed that has found its way to Columbus County somehow. Now, I know your question is, how did it get here? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> could have been bought on a boat propeller, a uh, bird could have dropped a seed or whatever. But it is the fastest growing weed that I've ever seen. And we're in the process of trying to eradicate it. We've got three or four other pro, um, partners that's come in. The county's actually partnered to to get it out of um, these ponds because we don't want it to end up in the Lumber River or the Waccamaw River or somewhere like that. So, mm-hmm. so what can, if, it, if how to, I'm not even really sure how to ask this question, okay. but again, what should people look for with this? It is a, it's hard to describe. It looks like a fern-like type weed, but okay. if you'll call the extension office, uh, 910-640-6605, we'll be glad to um, send you a picture if you email us at our um, email address. I'll give you mine. It's my name, Dalton underscore Dockery at N-C-S-U dot E-D-U. If you email me requesting a picture of it, like I said, it's hard to explain. I can send you a picture of what it looks like. Uh, as far as treatments, right now, there are chemicals, such I think it's Fluoridon, that can control it. But the chemicals are just so expensive to use. And then you got to have a license for some of these chemicals to use. So the best thing now is if you know you think you got it, just let us know. Let us come out there and identify it. And then we can give you a, a path to treatment. At least it costs one more service y'all <laughs> offer out there. It is one now that among men. The, the chemicals you have to pay for. Yeah, the you have to pay for them. <laughs> yeah, or you have to get a license or hire somebody to do it. So, but we do thank you, Dalton. Thank you for coming in today, <laughs> man. We have. Um, I know we could probably keep on going. Hey, but look, let's do this again sometime. I'm, I'm really having a good time. I, I, I usually the one to say that. I'm good with that, man. Well, absolutely, yeah. you are welcome back. Our culture at all. What I love, everybody knows that. You know, <laughs> I know y'all have got a bunch of things going on. We've talked more about 4-H. We've talked about fairs. We've talked about critters. We've talked about fields. We've talked about gardens. That's it. That'll work. That'll work. Folks, for WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com on the Columbus Connection, this is Jefferson Weaver. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at 
Columbus Connection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening.